Greetings, friends and brethren. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Continuing Church of God. Today I'd like to go in more depth at something I've actually never done on the sermon channel, and that is, you know, go into how does the Continuing Church of God spend the tithes and offerings uh, that it receives. You know, some have wondered about this. Now I'm going to talk specifically about what happens for the money that is received into the headquarters in the United States. Now, 2020 is, was a pretty interesting year. You know, it's January 2021 as I do this. And in a lot of ways, it was a unique year. On the positive side, uh, income received in the United States was actually up 31.7% over the prior year. On the negative side, uh, government policies related to COVID-19 impacted our uh, spending and our priorities to some degree. I'm going to go into more depth, but right now I'm going to give a summary uh, of, of 10 areas as far as spending money. If you sent the Continuing Church of God a check for 100 U.S. dollars in 2020, overall, you know, we make it by average, what, what did we spend? Uh, on Internet Proclamation, it would be $6.21. On printed publications, it would be $27 even. Video and animation production was $2.75. The foreign final phase of the work was $7.92. Future projects is $3.80. The uh, United States Feast of Tabernacle costs, as well as costs associated with uh, baptismal tours or whatever in the United States, uh, was $1.90. Administrative and legal expenses for the United States would have been $0.74. Cents. That's right, less than 1%. Uh, salaries, health insurance, retirement plans for the U.S. leaders, $0.00. And zero cents. Uh, support to uh, Serbia, Europe, uh, $2.13. Support to or for Africa, Haiti, and the Philippines would be $47.55. Yes, most of our money goes to support proclamation, as well as those who are physically and spiritually poor uh, as we work to fulfill uh, Matthew 24, 14, Romans uh, 11, uh, 23 to 25, Ezekiel warning, Matthew 28, 19 through 20. So I want to go into a little bit more depth about each of these categories so you'll have a little bit better understanding. Now directly or indirectly, uh, many people have tended to come into the Continuing Church of God uh, via the Internet through God's calling. Now, from my personal uh, cogwriter.com website to various official websites and platforms, we've got lots of materials on the Internet. Now, expenses that we have for this includes paying for the servers, uh, URL fees, we own lots of uh, URLs, that's Universal Record Locator. Website addresses is what normal people usually think of them as. Uh, we pay to be on, like, sometimes a platform like Vimeo. Uh, There's a small charge, we pay them. We also put out uh, a daily, for the Cograder page, uh, Church of God news page headlines and links, and we have to pay a place that automatically does that. And it goes out every day. And then we also have a Google campaign that we pay for, as well as one on uh, Microsoft to reach people around the world. Now, with the Google campaign, 
we've reached, at, we've had, we've made over 207 million uh, computer impressions with parts of the Philadelphia message. Now, in uh, uh, 2020, we ended up picking up or buying the URL cg7.org. And once we started to do that, we also began a, a small program through uh, Microsoft to promote that. Now, we spent about as much money on the Internet for 2020 as we did 2019. The percentage was down from last year basically because our income went up as much as it did. As far as some of our uh, website names, I'll just go through a list of some of the main ones. Uh, there's a Bible News Prophecy channel, Bible News Prophecy uh, Flipboard. We have a Prophecy over at BitChute. We have Bible News Prophecy at Brighteon. We have Bible News Prophecy at Vimeo. We have Bible News Prophecy Online Radio. We have Bible News Prophecy Podcast. Uh, we have the cg7.org website, which we call Church of God's Seventh-day Sabbatarian Christians. We have a CCOG Africa video channel. We also have a CCOG Africa uh, website, which is ccg.africa. We also have uh, CCOG Asia, about Asia. We also have CCG, CCOG Canada, which is actually ccogcanada.ca. Our church's main uh, website is uh, ccog.org. It's, it's in English. We have a European site, which is ccog.eu. We have uh, ccog.in, which is for India. We have CCOGNZ, which is for New Zealand. We have PHIND.PH, which is a CCOG for the Philippines. Uh, we have CDLIDD.ES, which is actually the CCOG for the Spanish language. We have CCOG.ORG. Uh, we have the Continuing Church of God uh, sermon channel, which this message would be on. And we have it on... Uh, one or two platforms. We also have a, a Facebook page. Now, something else that we did in 2020 is we updated uh, nearly 100 foreign language editions of a booklet that we have. Uh, pull it up here. The Gospel of the Kingdom of God. Um, we did this to better assist with the fulfillment of Matthew 24:14, and that's something that we did in uh, 2020. Uh, the next category, number two, printed publications. I want to go read something from the book of Mark, Mark thir uh, 13, 20. This is from the King James, the old King James. And the gospel must first be published among all nations. And typically we also tend to quote... Uh, uh, Matthew 24, 14, and the gospel king will be preached in all the worlds of witness, all the nations, and the end will come. Now, the actual Greek supports the word uh, publishing there. And now, this is kind of confirmed by Jesus' words when he told uh, John to write the book of Revelation, Revelation 1, verses 1 and 11. Now, if you use the New King James, it's not as uh, clear because they use the same word in both both Matthew 24, 14 and uh, Mark uh, 13:10, But the Greek words actually are different in both of those passages. 
and I checked that with the uh, with theirs uh, Greek English lexicon. Now, the fact that God had a publishing plan could be one of the many reasons why there's so many ancient portions or manuscripts of the New Testament. Uh, if you look at different pieces of them, there's uh, over 5,800 of them. Now, that's despite imperial burnings, etc. There's still more copies of ancient parts of the New Testament than any other comparable ancient document. Now, for us, printed publications include uh, uh, printing, the distribution of Bible News Prophecy magazine in various languages, as well as uh, different uh, books and booklets. And we put together uh, printed languages in multiple languages. Now, this category expense includes spending for printed literature, software licenses to produce a, uh, uh, literature and graphics. Uh, we have to pay for graphics labor, uh, editing costs, postage to ship the literature, and labor to ship the literature. It also, our costs in this category includes taking non-English literature and formatting it in a way to be available on the internet, as well as forms that will allow it to be printed in uh, the United States uh, or and or Africa. So the good news is supposed to be published and we've been doing that in both the Eastern and Western hemispheres. And by mailing literature around the world, we can also reach people who would otherwise not be reached. Now, we've been diligently adding books in several areas. I think we have the most detailed books of, of any Church of God. Uh, for example, uh, this came out the prior year, but Universal Offer of Salvation uh, is in more depth than anything I've seen from uh, any, any, any Church of God related source. In 2020, we actually put out even a thicker book, <laughs> Hope of Salvation, How the Continuing Church of God Differs from Protestantism, and we went over this in sermons as well. This particular book, which we're also printing in Africa, uh, we believe for people who are willing to believe the Bible and be willing to believe the truth about history, will be able to be reached because most people who claim or consider themselves Protestant really don't know the truth about early church history and don't actually realize that many doctrines that they hold to are not based on the Bible alone or sola scriptura, which was the official rallying cry, if you will, of the Reformation, but actually based on traditions that are in conflict with the Bible. And this book goes in much depth and detail on there. Uh, a couple of other books I do want to, uh, to hold up. Let's see if I can get to the one I'm looking for here. Let's get it here. It's two of them. Uh, as again, we're sending out uh, Proof Jesus is the Messiah, as well as the Mystery of God's Plan. Now, this is not our thickest book, but it has a lot of information that others do not have, including the Church of God. You say, well, did you deviate and come up with some uh, entirely new doctrine? No. What we've done is we've restored truths that actually parts of the old radio and worldwide church of God had, but didn't put it together quite the way they uh, probably should have. And I've confirmed this with leaders of various churches of God in the 21st century. And they agree that we're right about this. And so our books have information uh, in more depth. We've restored more information on a lot of subjects than... Um, uh, than we've been seeing uh, elsewhere. Now, putting together literature uh, and books like this are also necessary as we prepare for the short work of, of Romans uh, uh, 9.28. 
and it also helps us teach the brethren. You know, in Daniel chapter 11, verse 33, it says God is going to use people, predominantly Philadelphians, to instruct many. And how can you instruct many if you don't know? And again, uh, as I say, for assistance with Protestants, uh, one of our basic um, views on salvation, which, by the way, early Christians taught. Even Greco, some modern Greco-Roman scholars, since early Christians taught this, even though the, uh, the, the Greek Orthodox sort of accept it, but don't necessarily officially teach it. But the Roman Catholics and the Protestants in general don't teach this, even though they know, and their scholars have said, that this was something that was taught. It's something people need to know. As I said, most people do not know the true mystery of God's plan, why God created anything, why God made, made you. But, but those who are reading our literature and were willing to check it out, compare what we teach with the Bible, can know. Now, we have a short booklet on church history, which we updated also in 2020. And I plan on updating it again further. But this will also help us when we go to instruct many. Uh, one of the reasons for updating this, as well as another book that I'm working on that uh, I hope will be out in 2021, relates to the fact that when we start, try to reach some people, some people say, wait a second, Church of God is a new thing. It just sprung up. Uh, continuing Church of God uh, with that name didn't appear until 2012. Uh, and then they'll go, maybe the Worldwide Church of God, the Radio Church of God, say, okay, you really can trace yourself to the 1930s. Some have also tried to tie us in with what's called the Millerite movement of the 1800s, and we do not hold to that view in the continuing Church of God. We're aware that other groups erroneously have themselves connected to that, but we don't, and our literature is clear about that. Furthermore, unlike many other groups, to the best of my knowledge, we have the most complete succession list from the apostles to present, and that's something that uh, was worked on in 2020. Some of that is in here, as well as in this particular book. This is one of the reasons I was working on this. But also because uh, Roman Catholics have challenged the idea that we're the original church. They've challenged the idea that uh, early church writers, which they call apostolic fathers, taught our doctrines. But the truth is, they did. They did. And Church of God writers, at least from the 1600s to present, have pointed out that early Christians, such as Polycarp of Smyrna, for example, kept Passover on the 14th and did not uh, keep Easter. And you would think the Roman Catholics, Greek Orthodox, and Protestants would follow that, because that's Polycarp is a disciple of the Apostle John. But, but they don't. But we do. And again, we in the Continuing Church of God are not the first to say this. The old Radio Church of God, Worldwide Church of God taught that as well. But also, back into the 1600s, uh, John Trasky out of England taught it as well. And he kept the Sabbath, didn't need unclean meats, etc. So one of the things that we did was update this. That didn't cost much money because we don't charge for my labor. But we did have to pay something for some of these uh, books. And... We sent them to various ones who were interested in learning about that. The uh, next category, number three, video and animation production. Now, this 
would be cost to produce our Bible News Prophecy videos, which, if you'll notice, tend to have scriptures up, pictures up, etc. Also, uh, our animations, our Behind the Works uh, uh, video, and uh, creation of DVDs are sent all over. Now, for the Behind the Works video, uh, some of that's actually in the uh, support for Africa, but because last year I had to do with that. But it sometimes includes uh, cost for sermon uh, production, but that's usually pretty negligible. And videos are one of the major ways we reach people around the world. Basically, we tend to use free platforms. Uh, the cost we have to pay for Vimeo is immaterial. So it's not that we have to spend massive amounts for there. Now, we, only mo we modified an animation in 2020, but we didn't produce any new animations in 2020. But something that was different in 2020 was that uh, one, well, we added, uh, we've been working on new added platforms, basically through volunteer of labor to put them back up. But also, in 2020, we started to produce Spanish language videos for the first time. And this is all done by volunteers. So there's no direct financial costs associated uh, with them. Number four, four and final phase of the work, uh, $7.92, or 7.92%. The final phase of the work expenses, these are like professional fees, government fees, and travel, are generally for non-U.S. matters, essentially long-term proclamation matters. We're making contacts with various governments, uh, NGOs, that stands for non-governmental organizations, generally non-profits, and private organizations in Europe, in Asia, and in Latin America. We have a kingdom of God focus, as well as one to reach all the world with all that Jesus taught. And some of this is being done behind the scenes, so to speak. And this is related to Romans uh, 9. Uh, let's just go there. Let's go to Romans 9.23. I'm going to read Romans 9, starting verse 23. Paul talks about that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy he prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom he called, not of the Jews only, but also the Gentiles. Okay. And as he says in Hosea, I will call them my people who are not my people, and her beloved who is not beloved. And it should come to pass in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, they should be called the sons of of the living God. Isaiah also cries out concerning Israel, when the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, the remnant shall be saved. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because the Lord will make a short work or short word on the earth, depending on your translation. We are preparing for that short work with the, the literature, the different websites, but also some behind-the-scene things with, as I mentioned, uh, uh, government stuff, uh, non-government organizations, and whatever, and something that we've been doing. Also, I want to go to Romans 11. See, I already in Romans. It doesn't take too much to go over to there. Romans 11. We'll also start verse 23. 
It's talking about the Jews. And they also, if they do not continue in unbelief, will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, who are natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion. That blindness, in part, has happened to Israel till the fullness of Gentiles has come in. Now people complain that we reach Gentiles. But they, they seem to be willingly ignorant of what it says here. And by the way, for those who had an old Worldwide Church of God background, when I did some research on this, the uh, late Pastor General, Worldwide Church of God, Herbert W. Armstrong, specifically taught that all the Gentiles had to be called. And the full number of Gentiles is supposed to come in. Now furthermore, verse 26, So all Israel will be saved, as is written. The deliverer will come out of Zion. He will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them, when I take away their sins. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. What Paul's saying here is, at that time, a lot of Jews were in opposition to the Christian church, but God still loved them, and God had a plan for them. Now, some of what we've been doing, uh, kind of behind the scenes, the final phase of work, have been a little bit more public. Like some of what we've done related to the Spanish work, and um, we've actually got now a, a registration over in uh, Puerto Rico. That's a matter of public record. Uh, but also, years back, some of the stuff that uh, we did in Israel. Uh, we do intend to also have more contact uh, with various uh, ones there as well. Anyway, generally speaking, United States expenses associated with the final phase of the work are in other categories, as I mentioned before, like uh, printed publications and internet expenses. Okay, next, number five. Future projects, 3.8%. Future expenses represent unspent funds and essentially act as a reserve. And these increased slightly in 2020, and we might use some of it for literature and other promotion. Now, people say, wait a second, you mean the church has some type of a financial reserve? And one of the criticisms of some of the other churches of God, some of the larger ones, is they have a huge amount of financial reserves. Well, as one who was a certified management accountant, which I was, uh, it really makes sense our reserves should be larger than they are. Uh, we actually, our reserves at the end of the year are less than uh, one month's uh, donations. It's probably closer to two, two or three weeks. But the reality is, since we have a lot of volunteers, we don't need to have reserves as high as many of the others have. But also, we spend when we need to. If there's a crisis, we try to deal with it. We don't say, okay, no, we have to have a reserve level this high because who knows what might happen. No, we, we try to deal with it. Now, for example, we would have had... Uh, more in our reserves, except in December, uh, came up that we had the possibility of having eight youth camps uh, over in Africa, and to put those together that quickly uh, cost some money, so we spent some money in order to do that, and I thought that was necessary. We had planned before to possibly have one, but because of COVID restrictions uh, over in Kenya, they weren't allowed. 
But then it changed. So we had a decision to make. Uh, we spent some money, we could quickly put eight on, and that's what we ended up doing, and that affected our reserve. Okay, the next one, number six, U.S. Peace of Tabernacles costs and U.S. travel, uh, 1.9% or $1.90 out of 100. This, would, this includes hotel charges for the meeting room and uh, certain travel and other expenses. It also includes other travel, which tends to be low. An example would be if, for example, uh, Deacon uh, Richard Close goes on a baptizing and counseling tour. We reimburse for expenses that he, he encounters there. And we would have liked to spend a lot more of that in uh, the future, in 2021, if uh, uh, Richard Close, uh, COVID restrictions and other uh, matters allow for it. Number seven, administrative and legal expenses in the United States, 0.74%. Not 74%, not 1%, not 7.4%, but we're less than 1%. We are by far... We spend the way by far the least dollars and the least percentage on what you might call administrative expenses. Now, what does this include? A few office supplies, paper, uh, mandatory government fees, and telephone costs. And even telephone costs uh, can be associated with uh, 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 preaching the gospel. Uh, for example, when I do radio. Uh, done radio uh, where as a guest we have not had to pay to be we don't have to pay directly to be on the radio I'll explain the indirect in just a moment but we do have to pay to be on a telephone to use a telephone if we have to call it's a, some kind of small charge from the phone company but it's not it's not outrageous we do spend some money sometimes to get promoted to be on the radio but we don't pay radio station time and we also are on the uh, now, internet radio, and there's a small charge associated with that, but it's not much. Now, as many of you know, uh, the church meets in our business office. Now, in fact, uh, you can see it here on a booklet we have, Where's a True Christian Church Today? Uh, you can see it doesn't look uh, quite like what the Church of England has or the Church of Rome has, as our focus isn't that. But um, our business office doesn't charge the Continuing Church of God for the use of space, we don't charge for electricity, uh, gas, water, waste, uh, using the postal machine. We do charge the church for the postage the church uses, but the fact we have to pay fees to Pitney Bowes for the postal machine and all that, we don't charge the church any of that. Now, I probably should mention that those who send funds via PayPal, PayPal deducts between 1% and 3% before we get them. And those costs aren't reflected because they're already gone. Before, by the time we get the money, it's net. And I was mostly giving examples anyway what happens with a, with a U.S. check. With a U.S. check, we don't have to pay that. But I should point out, it's fine to send uh, PayPal. It's still the most effective way of sending U.S. dollars from outside the United States. And it's also the most effective way for uh, many U.S. supporters to uh, send us donations. Uh, as I mentioned before, we spend significantly less in terms of actual dollars and percentage of donations on this category than other churches our size and larger. And even within the churches of God, they typically are spending 8 to 16% of their donations in this category. And we've always spent less than 1%. It's just, for us, it's trivial. And again, those administrative expenses are actually almost always used to support the gospel or proclamation uh, doing things to to get get the message out or to 
to prepare for the short work. Category number eight, U.S. salaries, retirement benefits, health insurance, zero percentage, zero dollars and zero cents. While this is the biggest expense for most uh, United States churches, it's not for us. Salaries are not paid to CCOG leaders in the United States. People such as myself, as well as my wife, uh, Richard, uh, Richard Close, the deacon, uh, uh, Steve Dupuy speaks, uh, uh, Louis Rubin, who we've sent out before, Bill Whittakin, who does lots of work behind the scenes uh, regarding uh, the Internet, and is one of the reasons why we can be on all the platforms that we are on. Uh, and Terry Nelson, who uh, him and his sons went to Africa on our behalf in 2020, they're not paid. They all freely donated time. And nor, by the way, the spouse has been paid. Nor have we funded any uh, retirement nor health insurance plans. Now, it's not that we wouldn't consider having a paid USA ministry, but we never had one in uh, 2020. It's interesting to me, a prophecy in the book of Ezekiel. I want to go to Ezekiel chapter 34. As I'm wondering, this is a prophecy related to uh, Laodicean uh, ministers. Ezekiel 34, starting in verse 1. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God to the shepherds, Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed their flocks? You eat the fat and you clothe yourselves with the wool. You say, wait, you're wearing a wool suit. Yes, but I paid for it on my own income, and I don't take an income from the church. You slaughter the fatlings, but you don't feed the flock. And I'm spending time trying to feed the flock. The weak you haven't strengthened, nor have you healed those who are sick, nor bound up the broken, nor bought back what was driven away. And we've been trying to uh, bring back that was driven away. Nor sought what was lost, and that's what we are trying to do. We're trying to seek those that's lost. But this says, but with force and cruelty you've ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered all the mountains and every high hill. Yes, my flock was scattered with the whole face of the earth. No one was seeking or searching them. And that's one thing we've been doing is trying to search and seek for them as God opens the doors and allows us to do so. Verse 7, Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, says the Lord God, surely because... My flock became a prey. My flock became food for every beast of the field. And a lot of people apostatized with uh, what happened in the old worldwide church of God. Because there was no shepherd, nor did my shepherd search my flock. But the shepherds fed themselves and did not feed my flock. Now when that happened, by the way, I was not a minister in the worldwide church of God. So, and we therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God. Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at their hand. I will cause them to cease feeding the sheep. The shepherds shall feed themselves no more, for I will deliver my flock from their mouths. They will no longer be food for them. Now, although embittered anti-Church of God bloggers like to claim the Church of God is all about money, and the ministry lives off the backs of the tithe payers, this is simply not true, and is easily proven false in regards to the continuing Church of God. Now, we do understand that many Laodicean American ministers are hirelings. John 10, uh, 12 to 13 seems to apply. But we, the continuing church of God, are not. 
We've never paid a salary to any American minister, elder, or deacon. It's not that we never would, but we ever have. Now, are ministers entitled to be paid? Yes, Romans 10. Let's read verses 14 to 15. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they are sent, as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach gospel, the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Well, the ministers who are sent are sent with money or with funds. Now I want to go to 1 Timothy 5, verse 17. Let the elders who rule be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word of doctrine. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. So this is talking about the fact the ministry is entitled to be paid, and elders are entitled to be paid. Now go to 1 Corinthians 9. For it's written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox that treads out the grain. So I'm going to read some more from 1 Corinthians 9. So Paul's talking about the same concept that he was talking about in 1 Timothy. Now is it oxen God's concerned about? Or is he saying altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, the ministry means, no doubt it's written that he who plows should plow in hope, and he who threshes in hope should be partakers of hope. If we've shown, shown spiritual things for who is it a great thing if we repeat material blessings. If others are more partakers this right over you, aren't we even more? Nevertheless, we haven't used this right. Am I entitled? I think yes, but I haven't used it. Anyway, Paul says, we endure all things lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that those who minister the holy things eat of the things of the temple and those who serve the altar partake the offerings of the temple, of the altar? Even so, the Lord has commanded those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. So people who believe the New Testament realize that the ministry is entitled to be paid. Now let's go to Galatians chapter 6. Christians are to generously support the church physically in starting with the ministry. Galatians 6 verse 6. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, he also reap. He who sows to his flesh will the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows the Spirit will the Spirit reap everlasting life. So there's promise, a hope there for those who do what God wants you to do. Let's not grow weary in doing good. While well, in due season we'll reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, if we have the opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those of household of faith. So we see that money is something that's supposed to be uh, shared. Now, I'm not going to go to Hebrews 7, but it shows that the money the church is entitled to includes tithes that have been paid to the Levites. While I personally feel I'm entitled to compensation, now I do, by the way, take some money for expense, reimbursement for expenses and some for our business, for example, whatever our postal machine charges for doing mailings, the church pays business back. But I, like Paul, have forfeited a regular salary, and for the time, I make my income another way, like owning a business, and Paul did it by making tents. And there's just other needs that I place a higher priority on during this present distress. Now, you don't have to go there, but Matthew 4, 4, Jesus taught, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, which is how I try to live my life. In John 4, 34, you don't have to go there, Jesus also taught, 
My food is to do the will of him who sent me to finish his work. And we're supposed to be about our father's business. Luke 2.49 While we do as Jesus instructed, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers to his harvest. Matthew 9.38 And we're willing to pay U.S. salaries should the need arise. Thus far, we haven't had to do that with any CCOGs in the United States. But what about elsewhere? Well, Europe, $2.13 or 2.13%, funds uh, sent to Europe were basically sent exclusively for the purpose of supporting uh, uh, Continuing Church of God Elder uh, Alexander Sasha Veljik and others in Serbia. Funds are basically a ministerial stipend and to handle some uh, poverty and other issues. Uh, the work that uh, uh, Elder Veljic does over there includes holding online church services, meeting and baptizing people, literature production, reaching people with the good news of the kingdom of God. Now, while most of this work is more or less tied to continental Europe, uh, Elder Veljic's knowledge of the Spanish language, he lived in El Salvador for a while, has been helpful uh, for some in the Western Hemisphere. Now, we intended to spend additional funds in Europe in 2020, but various COVID restrictions on international and other uh, travel sidelined most of that. Uh, we'll see what we do in uh, 2021. All right, support for Africa, Haiti, and the Philippines. 47.55% uh, or $47.55 out of every 100 we get in. Now, support to Africa, Haiti, and Philippines includes paying for ministerial expenses to reach and teach, travel to preach the good news of the kingdom of God, printing some literature, certain translation expenses, distributing literature, meeting space assistance, and supporting the, uh, the poor, which, by the way, the Bible says do in Galatians uh, 2.10, Romans 12.13, James 2.14-16, Hebrews 13.16, Isaiah 58.7, Proverbs 28.27. Also, we're supposed to help widows and orphans. It talks about in James 1.27, and we do that. As far as meeting space assistance, usually this means we're going to buy some cement and uh, metal sheets, and they do the work of building buildings and stuff over there. Now, most of the support for Haiti comes from the Canadian office. We advise on that. We also send funds directly. Uh, because we're having... Canada do that, uh, we have not asked Canada to reimburse for the literature we send to Canada, so there's something else we just do. Now, Philippine expenses are really minor. It mostly has to do related to the Peace of Tabernacles. Uh, the vast bulk of money in this category goes to Africa. Why? Because that's where the vast majority of our members reside and where many fruits are being produced. The full number of Gentiles has to come in. Now, the percentage of income we spent on Africa dropped in 2020, but we actually spent a lot more because, again, as I've mentioned, uh, our income went up 31.7% in 2020, which was really a blessing. I was concerned when COVID hit that uh, our income could drop in the United States, and I was suspected that there would be greater needs in Africa, which there ended up being. Now, as I mentioned before, uh, Apostle Paul referred to something called the present distress in his letters to, to the Corinthians, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 26. Now, because of poverty in Africa, as well as Haiti, their distress was one reason why my wife Joyce and I had not taken a salary from the CCOG. 
Now, in 2020, government COVID-19 restrictions over in Africa caused us to provide some financial support to many we never needed to assist. Why? Because they weren't allowed to work. And so they couldn't have sufficient food. So that present distress caused us to spend more on that type of assistance than we otherwise would have. Another way COVID-19 affected us in 2020 is it became necessary for us to pay to get materials translated and printed into one or more native languages so people could keep the biblical Passover. We had to make it so people could actually do it in their houses if they had to. But uh, some of that's in the publications category. Around Passover time, many African governments were afraid and they had extreme restrictions that they've lightened or loosened up since then. Now, some have criticized the Church of God in general for not providing enough support to the poor. Now, other groups have their own priorities, but those of us, the Philadelphia Remnant Organization, CCOG, realized the admonition to let brotherly love continue, or let Philadelphia continue, that's Hebrews 13, verse 1, means that we have to do what was needed and to be done. Remember, first, the household of faith. We've got to do that, and I'll read that again in a moment. I mentioned some scriptures. I want to start with James chapter 2. Starting verse 14, James wrote, What does it profit, my brethren? If someone says, he has faith, but does not have works. Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says, Be heart, depart in peace, be warmed and filled. And you don't give them things that they needed, what does it profit? Which is why we decided when there was hunger caused by government restrictions on COVID that we would send money so people could eat. As opposed to say, oh, somehow people will be taken care of. Because that's the attitude that James is condemning here. Verse 17, Thus faith also by itself, it doesn't have works, is dead. But some will say, I have you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe there's one God? How oh, you do well, even the demons do that. And they tremble. But you want you to know, oh foolish man, faith without works is dead. Now some leaders who claim to be Church of God Christians or Philadelphian Christians have spent high priorities in the 21st century on buildings, organizational spending, retirement accounts, and other areas more than they, they should. Many who aren't Philadelphian Christians fail to accept something I read before. I want to go back to Galatians 6 and read verse 9 and 10. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. There are people who have written me, basically, ignore those people in Africa. You spent too much people, money on people in Africa. They're, because, you know what? We send money to Africa, they just don't become wealthy overnight. By the way, we did in, uh, send some funds in 2020 to help them produce more of their own food. And I think I'll get to that a little bit later. But... Paul warns, don't go weary in doing good. Don't think, oh, I helped Africa once, they never need help again. Or I helped Haiti once, they need it. No, we have brethren who have ongoing needs. Look at verse 10. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those of the household of faith. We won't say, oh, it's your fault you were born in uh, uh, Malawi. It's not my problem. 
wrong attitude. Anyway, a lot of various ones said, you know, there's lots of poor people in Africa. There's no point in assisting them much because it won't help anyway. But we're not supposed to grow weary in doing this, and we're supposed to do good. Now, someone criticized me last year for spending too much on Africa. He said that first tithe was for gospel proclamation, basically only. The third tithe is for the poor, and the two should not be intertwined. Now, we do know what's commonly called third tithe is for the poor, as well as the ministry. Because it says, for example, you can go there if you want. I'm going to go to Deuteronomy 26. I'll read verse 12, or part of it. Your increase in the third year, the year of tithing, and you have given it to the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, the widow, that they may eat within your gates and be filled. So notice both Levites and widows are included in this third tithe thing. Well, if I spent the same amount of church money for a salary and benefits like the evangelist and his wife who led the last church of God that I was part of, there would be no money to assist Africa. We wouldn't have any. Yet, because my wife and I chose to give away what we were entitled to, like the Apostle Paul did, we've been criticized for being too generous for not taking what we're entitled to. Paul wrote about a complaint about him in uh, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 7, which I want to read. Did I commit sin, humbling myself, that you might be exalted because I preached the gospel to you free of charge? So because I don't charge the budget of the continuing church of God to preach? Is that a sin? Paul's saying, no, it's not. Now, Jesus actually warned about those who had the wrong attitude about spending money. Really? Yes. But you're going to go to the book of Matthew. Why don't you go there, Matthew chapter 20. Because I plan to go through a bunch of scriptures, specifically 16 here. Or I might skip over some of them. But Matthew um, 20, starting verse 1. Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner. He went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. He agreed with the laborers to pay them one denarius a day. He sent them to his vineyard. Then he went out about the third hour. He saw others standing idols. He said, go to the vineyard. Whatever's right, I'll give you. And he went out. Did this again to the sixth hour and the ninth hour. So they did likewise. About the eleventh hour, he found some standing idle. He was standing idle all, all, all day because no one's hired us. So go to the vineyard. I'll pay you what's right. So the evening comes. So this is, looks like it was at least a 12-hour shift. All right? for the people who started at the beginning. The owner of the vineyard said to his steward, call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. Those who came at the eleventh hour, they received a denarius. When the first came, they thought they were going to get more. They also only got a denarius, or they also got a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner. So these men have only worked one hour. You made them equal to us who borne the burden of the heat of the day. And notice what Jesus says in verse 13 in this parable. Then he answered one and said, Friend, I'm not doing you any wrong. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take what's yours and go your way. I wish to give this last man the same as to you. So, well, what's this got to do with what we're talking about? Verse 15. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Is your eye evil because I am good? 
The last will be first, the first will be last. Many are called and few are chosen. Is it not lawful for me to take money that uh, I'm entitled, my wife and I are entitled, and give it to support the poor? I think it is. That being said, uh, you know, most of the money going to Africa has to do with supporting proclamation. But, but yes, a big amount also goes for the poor, the widows, and the COVID issues and every other distresses we've had to deal with. The fact that uh, Joyce and I haven't taken a salary is a reason to criticize us. The fact that that kind of money ends up going into Africa or to the poor is not something a Philadelphia Christian should criticize. And if they have, they should change their attitude and not be grumblers who have no real right to complain. The fact that I spend as many hours as I do related to the work of God means that we have the right proclamation focus. The fact that I don't take a salary for it shouldn't diminish its importance. The priority is here. This is one of the reasons why I can't really compare how we spend money to continue Church of God to some other groups because their money goes to salaries and ours uh, uh, basically don't. I mean, what we send to Europe is essentially like a stipend or a salary and some of what goes to Africa functions as a salary for parts of them there. But we have the right priority and in the United States we've not had to pay salaries. Now some have claimed that they would focus on Matthew 24:14 and other pro proclamation matters if they had enough income to support it. They've tended to look at the physical. How much money they had you know, after salaries and rent and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 5, 7 said, Christians are to walk by faith, not by sight. The bulk of CCOG funds are spent to preach, reach, and teach, with nearly all the rest going to support the poor and widows. Now, Haggai 2, 8, it says, The silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. And in Exodus 19.5, it says, God says, all the earth is mine. God doesn't need our money. But his word says he wants you to give. And to do so uh, uh, cheerfully. The Bible says God loves a, a cheerful giver. I'd like to uh, read something here from uh, uh, 2 Corinthians, starting verse, uh, chapter 9, verse 6. This I say, he who sows sparingly also reaps sparingly, he who sows bountifully also reaps bountifully. So everyone gives the purposes of his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As is written, he who has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now he, now may he who supplies the sower, the seed to the sower, and the bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you've sown, and increase the fruit of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. For the administration of this service 
not only supplies the needs of the saints, which would include sometimes people in Africa or Haiti or elsewhere, but also abounding through many thanksgiving to God. While through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ, for your liberal sharing with them and all men. Yes, your liberal sharing of your tithes and offerings. People know about this in Africa and in Haiti and sometimes elsewhere. And by their prayer for you, who long for you because of the exceeding grace of God in you. Supporting the needs of the saints in places like Africa, Haiti, and Serbia helps glorifying God, despite criticisms from those who are full and think they're fine, who Jesus warned about in Revelation thirteen, four, excuse me, Revelation three, fourteen to twenty-two. And they might complain about us, but that's how they do it. I'm going to go to Zechariah four six. While money is helpful, if we do our part, the work of God's going to be done. Zechariah 4.6 This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. We in the continuing church of God did not say, once we reach a certain income threshold, we can get the gospel out. We can do this. We can do that. No, we just knew something was going to happen and to have the right priorities. Habakkuk warned, or something, Habakkuk 1 verse 5, Look among the nations and watch, and be utterly astonished. For I'll work a work in your days which you would not believe that were told to you. People do not believe that with the level of income a group like us has, we could possibly fulfill Matthew 24, 14 and work to fulfill the short work of uh, Romans 9, etc. It's God's Spirit this work is going to get done through. And it's God's Spirit that has provided to the continuing Church of God the signs of Acts 2, 17, 18, which we have. And it's only by acquiescing to His Spirit that we have a part in the work that's going to be done. And I believe it's clear that God's Spirit has been manifested in the CCG and people within the CCG more than any other uh, uh, group in the uh, 21st century. I want to read... Jesus' words from uh, Luke 12, starting verse 32. Jesus said, Do not fear, little flock, for it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And that's telling people like me also not to fear. We go forward. So to have, give alms, provide yourself money bag. Giving alms, by the way, means supporting the poor. Provide yourself money bags that don't grow old, a treasure in heaven that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And some others have their treasures on their buildings or how much they spend for television or whatever, and I'm not opposed to having buildings or spending money on television. But if you spend money on the poor, you don't get it back. You know, Jesus warned about when you invite friends, don't invite, if you have a banquet, don't invite people who can pay you back. Be willing to spend money on things you won't get a financial return on. So, in the continuing Church of God, our focus is not on having fancy facilities for our members. It's not our focus on providing lavish uh, lifestyles for the ministry. Our focus is to do what the Bible says. And that's how we strive to spend the funds that we receive. And uh, Jesus also said, and this will be the last scripture I'm going to read, in Matthew uh, 7, verse 
16. You will know them by their fruits. The fastest growing XWC group in the 21st century is the Continuing Church of God. We have the types of fruits, including our literature and helping the poor, that the Philadelphia remnant should have. The way we spend our funds is consistent with how we believe Jesus wants us to do. We strive to spend based upon biblical priorities, and we believe we did that in 2020 and prior years, and we expect to do the same in the future. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Continuing Church of God.